It's time for some hostile therapy. Hostile Therapy with your host, Big Red. Got a couple different people sitting in front of me. I just met them like five minutes ago and decided to let them on into the show. I wasn't doing nothing else. First, we're going to introduce, we got Dean. I want to call him something else. I want to give him a nickname or something. I don't, know. I don't want to say Dean, Dean the Dance Machine because that's too cliche. Uh, but I would let Dean kind of introduce himself, tell me you know, something about his life and how did he come about to be on the show? Dean, the floor is yours. My name is Dean, um, <laughs> as he said. <laughs> um, background, I lived all over. Um, been in Colorado, been in California. Lived out here for a couple years. That's North Carolina, for those who don't know. Um, background in photography, advertising, um, into fitness. Um, met this guy through an ad. Um, Let's, try let's, clar- let's clar- clarify what kind of ad it was. I don't want them thinking like it was like a date ad or something like this. Yeah, it wasn't a casual encounter no, or anything right. like that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meet me at rest stop forty two or anything. It was uh, it was Craigslist looking for uh, a co host podcast. Somehow that's worse. <laughs> yeah, never start with on uh, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, Craigslist is bad. Um, but uh, yeah, I applied and thought I'd try this out. Alright, uh, you're from, where are you from, born and raised? California. California. Okay. Long Beach. And you've been, you lived in Colorado at one point. Yeah, like a, three years ago. Okay, that's, that's going to be a uh, point of conversation at some point. And now I, I'm, I'm going to introduce the other guy. Um, his last name is Hendrix. No relation to Jimi Hendrix, I don't think anyway. Uh, he not that I know of. Not that you know. He may have some special talent. Uh, with the fingers, um, dealing with guitars, hopefully. James Hendrix. How's it going, y'all? I'm great, man. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little about yourself, man. Uh, I'm a Texas boy. Um, serving with the 82nd right now. All right. Of, yeah. Just doing my airborne thing. How long you been in? Uh, June makes two years. Okay, uh, okay. You like it? <laughs> it, has, it has its moments you for sure. You say you don't hear. Yeah, I'm going to keep that one. All right, all right. We'll keep it yourself. Smart. Okay. Uh, and where are you from originally? I'm from East Texas. East Texas. East Texas. What brought you out here? Was it military or military? Family? Yeah, I got stationed with the 82nd. So. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How do you like it out here compared to Texas? It's not Texas, man. No, nothing Nobody. Nothing beats Texas, man. Well, everybody says that when they come here, nothing beats. Wherever they're from, nothing beats here. Man. I don't know. All right, and to my left, who just got here a few minutes left, late, is Nigel, the other co-host. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> we don't know for how much longer. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Signing papers is uh, on the way. I'm just having to print it out. The ink is, hasn't dried yet. We'll, we'll see what happens by the end of the show. We'll see how you behave. He loves me. See about that. <laughs> With Nige, uh, uh in case uh, you didn't remember, <laughs> the show today is about gun violence. Um, we're trying to think of a way. What do you do about this 
uh, rash of gun violence, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, what do you think should be done as far as gun control? Are you going for it or against it? And uh, since we have uh, James Hendricks over here as our guest, I'm going to let him go first. Um, first. First point for point information we're going to talk about is the Colorado shooting that just happened. A deadly school shooting in a Denver suburb. An 18-year-old student was killed. Eight others were injured at the STEM school Highlands Ranch. The school is located less than eight miles from Columbine High. It was one of the schools closed last month on the 20th anniversary of the Columbine massacre amid security concerns. Police say two suspects are in custody. Well, a regular Tuesday lunchtime at a school in Colorado and two young men got deep onto that campus, according to the sheriff, and shot in two different locations, shot eight of their fellow students. Now, we are told that there is a sheriff's deputy, a substation just a block away from the school. So deputies were on this scene within a couple of minutes as they walked onto the campus, as they ran onto the campus, they heard more shots ring out. And we were told by an undersheriff earlier that when those deputies got onto the school property, they saw these two suspects engaged in some kind of struggle with members of the school, unclear whether they were staff or students, whatever. We're still waiting to hear on that. Those two suspects were then taken into custody. One of their homes is right now being searched by authorities. And you mentioned Columbine, only seven or eight miles away from this school. Now, the sheriff said that today the quick action of those deputies really helped. And that is partly because everything changed after Columbine. It used to be that authorities stood back, set up a perimeter. Now they go in. And the sheriff today saying that quick action, he believes, saved lives. Don't Just an awful situation. Nick Wad, thank you for your report. sick remembrance people want to do this 20 years after Columbine happened someone else shot up a school uh, luckily the police um, who have been ashamed to say they've been trained greatly to respond quickly and they got there within I heard two minutes after uh, someone called 911 uh, eight people were hurt one person was shot and, and died from their injuries I think a gunshot to the, the chest and for our here, it was an uh, 18-year-old guy and a, a female. I don't know how old she was, but she wasn't, I don't think she was of legal age. She wasn't an adult, but he's an adult. And um, the people, the children there, from what I understand, in the high school, were able to put the guy down, hold him until the police got there. Uh, so that was a, a heroic thing they did. I know another person, the person that did die, um, someone else uh, tried to, put pressure on the guy's chest and keep him from bleeding out while the shooting was happening around him. So he was another brave person that was involved in the incident. Okay. Um, and, and Colorado is just, man, they just keep, you know, I, I mean, I don't know how, I, I don't know statistics of how many gun um, shootouts that happen in high school or whatever. I mean, one is too much, but you know, we've had the, uh, the high school just happened, the Columbine, the Aurora shooting, um, it's just like you can't go anywhere uh, public and be safe, uh, which now brings us to the, the main question. I'm going to give the, the James start off. Are, what do you think we should do about gun violence do you, uh, to curtail that? Uh, is there anything we can do? 
Is it uh, is it a gun control issue? Is it a culture issue? What's your thoughts? On that? Well, so let me start. So, like I said earlier, I'm from Texas, and we have some of the most lax. Sorry about that. We have some of the most lax uh, gun control laws in the country, and you'll also notice that Texas, by far, is one of the uh, the safest states in the country because not only do shootings not happen a lot, but when they do happen, nine times out of ten, the gunman is killed by another person in the same place with a gun. Yeah. And so it kind of becomes this thing where I can I can take my chances and shoot up this place, yeah. but I'm probably not going to make it out of a lot, right. you know. Right. And so that becomes like a like a factor in everybody's mind, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Um, and whenever you get into a place that leans more towards the gun control. Acts like uh, like Chicago, for instance. Chicago is one of the most violent places in the country, and they also have the strictest gun control laws. So whenever you plot that evidence both ways, and you say, well, this one has the most lax. They have open carry rifles, uh, open carry and concealed carry handguns, and it's the safest place in the country. How can you say that gun control is the answer? And it can't only be that as yeah. well. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that no gun control is the best policy. Yeah. Um, because in a lot of places, there's a, you can go to any gun convention mm-hmm. and buy a gun on the spot, no background checks. This guy doesn't yeah. know you from Adam. Yeah. Um, we do in Texas have a background check policy, but it's a same-day check. So they will call the ATF with you in the store and say, hey, what's up with this guy? Yeah. And if you're good, you're good. That's so, pretty much here, too. You, a- you can get a gun... Uh, within a couple hours here. Right. I, was, I was surprised how fast you can get one. Like, I've gotten a gun quicker than I've gotten my food at Chick-fil-A. And you know, That's crazy. You know how they, fast, dude. And they'll chase you down if you get, yeah. you get your sauce, too, man. It's they'll, crazy. And they'll give you extra food. Fucking nuts. <laughs> a Polynesian or a Chick-fil-A sauce. Oh, my God. So, yeah, you have a... I'm on with you on all that, man. And I used to be, you know, like, man, we need to do something to get... You know, strip the gun control. Like it just makes sense. Right. But what you said, I mean, I, I had to look in statistics into that, and I was like, uh, "What? Well, yeah, what is more likely to happen? Is someone going to break into a home or rob a store that you think they don't have a gun or they do have a gun?" Mm-hmm. Um, I know North Carolina is trying to get a constitutional carry. You ever heard of that one? Where you, I haven't heard of that. That was you don't even need a permit for the most part. You can just, it's your constitutional right just to have a gun. They were trying to pass that last year, and I think a couple years ago, it hasn't gone through. Um, that would just give anyone pretty much a legal right to have a gun. I think I it, that's safe. Yeah. Well, I think at first violence might spike a little bit, yeah. um, just because everybody's like, check this shit out, yeah. you know? <laughs> I keep the blicky on me, you know? Yeah. And try some dumb shit a couple times, yeah. but then when somebody smart with a weapon sees that coming, he might be able to stop the violence before it even starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that's... So it could go either way. It just kind of depends on how people take it. That's true. What do you have to say about that, Dean? I, I think it's just a... It's a very complicated issue. Like, you, you try to take away guns, there's going to be people still with guns, and then yeah. those people are defenseless. You right. give more guns, and then, you know, people with high blood pressure or psychological issues or something, they'll mm-hmm. just pop off. They don't care. Yeah. They just feel bad. They want someone else to feel bad. Mm-hmm. So, it goes in one direction or out the other. It's 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 crazy. There's yeah. no solution. I mean, there's there's things you can do, but yeah. I I don't think it's one solution. Like, there's a this goes with a lot of issues in in life where people try to decide with one side or the other. I think there it's like almost like a recipe. When you make a pie, 
you can't you don't put one ingredient in mm -hmm. a pie and expect it to taste like the best pie in the world. You got to put several ingredients. Mm -hmm. My thing is, I think it's a cultural thing, um, as well as it's too easy to get a gun as well. Mm -hmm. And since really you can't do anything with the the proliferation of guns coming into the country. Uh, there's, there's really nothing you can do. I don't know. Maybe border control. Maybe that's what they're trying. Maybe that's one of the things Donald Trump is trying to do. Whatever. Stop that many guns coming in here. But it's hard. That's hard to stop. It's like it's hard to get the uh, stopping drugs to get in here. But mm -hmm. since you can't stop that, you kind of have to <laughs> let people be able to have their own guns or whatever. The cultural thing I'm talking about is we have movies that glorify guns. Um, and I don't think that, you know, watching a violent movie like Die Hard makes someone go, want to go watch, uh, get a gun and shoot somebody. What I think it does, and I'm talking about games like Grand Theft Auto 2, right. um, just any shoot em up game. I think what it does is it takes away the importance of life. So you're more than likely yeah. than not, if you have that thought process to want to go shoot somebody, which could be because you're bullied or because you're just angry because you didn't get the mail on time or your paycheck is short, it makes you more likely to not think about not taking away that person's life. Yeah. Um, well, and, and can I... Yeah, go ahead. Can, and I hear that too, um, especially... So my best friend in the world is kind of the complete opposite of me when it comes to ideologies. And he says stuff like that, like people, you know, they might watch violent movies or play violent games. I'm like, well, here's my thing. And what you see now, especially bigger than anything is like a ripped in parenting so where that's right. you yeah, know that's, that's another we don't, parents don't give a shit like my six-year-old nephew has an xbox yeah. and he used to play like six hours a day yeah. and it got to a point where he was buying games my mom didn't know <laughs> you know that was <laughs> so fucking crazy to right. me when i when i was his age yeah. if i did have a gaming system yeah. we had to physically go to gamestop yeah that's just what and i, I like, had to ask for it and it's crazy now is going like uh like the momo challenge like oh, there were parents yeah. going oh well I, uh, I looked at my kid's yeah. I looked at my kid's tablet and saw these text messages and that's why he hurt himself like take the fucking tablet from him in the first right. place and you may not have that situation that's pop a free up they need they to be you know? monitoring right? absolutely <laughs> they can't take away the free babysitters here. well now my kids got electronics but everything they have I get a notification <laughs> if they install something it lets me know what it is that's genius if I don't want I like them that. to have it Smart. nope you can't use it, yeah. and they they can't surf a whole lot of stuff. Well, and it also comes down to like so my my generation. I'm a lot younger, I think, than everybody <laughs> in this room. I'm the baby. Uh, I'm I'm 20, so I'm, well, yeah. I'm 17. I'm 10. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> um, but a lot of like, so I can I can look on the on on the internet, and if I wanted to, I could block certain websites out. Right. It's, uh, parents don't do that. They just give them a tablet with open Wi-Fi access and say, "Have fun." Mm. You know, you can't do that. Some quiet. Absolutely. But then, you, you're but then we being, come to stuff like right. we were just watching. Then you, you wonder why your kid is the one that shot up the school. Absolutely. They've been practicing for the last thirty-two days. You <laughs> 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 be GTA five in three days. That's insane. <laughs> they can learn how to. Should they can go up there and learn how to make guns and learn how to make uh, makeshift bombs and stuff? Just go on the internet. Uh, it doesn't even have to be the dark web. They can go on regular sites and Google something. They can find right, yeah, out. yeah. I remember when I was younger, um, you could go online and find something called the Anarchist <clears throat> Cookbook. 
What's it called? The Anarchist Cookbook. Uh, I think I've heard it. What is great, it? What great is cookbook, it? by the way. Yeah, it, I've it, heard it. it. What it is would it? Give people ideas to cause destruction towards people. Like you uh, can make like a um, a tennis ball bomb, fill it up with match heads. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's silly. I think they even sold it in the store. And actually, got published or something. I don't. I don't know if it actually did or not. But I have. I know what you're talking about. Right. Um, I, funny enough, uh, pertaining to the military, we have MREs and they have heaters that mm -hmm. are uh, flameless heaters. If you put that in a bottle of water, cap it, and then shake it up, it yeah. explodes. Uh, that got added to the Anarchist Cookbook. See, that's why we can't bring water bottles at Crown Coliseum. When we go <laughs> that's why. Right. I always get so pissed. Like, I, um, I'd be so thirsty and so hot out there. And they were like, won't we let me bring my water bottle in? So, and maybe buy a $10 water bottle when I get out there. That's crazy. So what I was getting at is, like, there's a culture out there that sensationalizes yeah. this yeah. type of like behavior like it appeals to that inner angst of somebody mm -hmm. whatever tension they have to kind of just let them you know combust or do something destructive towards yeah. someone else so that's another aspect that they have to mm -hmm. consider like if you really want to stop this you have to appeal to those people yeah. to not encourage any type of violence mm -hmm. or bad behavior yeah. that causes harm to others most of the people that or the kids that shoot up these schools they don't get the gun from like a legal place. They get it from their parents. Right. Or yeah. you steal it. You know, so yeah. gun control wouldn't fix that. Yeah. You know, they can just go in their parents under their bed or in their closet, wherever they keep their gun, take it and, and take it to school with them. Now, my thing is, I thought about this uh, a couple of days ago, is I don't think they do enough uh, to punish the parents mm. after this thing mm. happens. Right. That's, yeah. Because yeah. technically, they're still responsible for them. Yeah. yeah, if you supply a weapon to somebody that yeah. kills somebody, yeah. you're an accessory to murder. Yeah. Right. But somehow, whenever it comes to a school shooting, yeah. like you never hear about parents, just parents, at home watching parents responsibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, because I think, you tell me if I'm wrong on this, if your child doesn't go to school, if he misses so many absences, don't they, they, they find yes. the parent or even take them Well, to they start off with... The letter. <laughs> That's what we call it. The letter. If they miss me, they, oh, your child didn't come to school for three consecutive days. They have to report it to the social worker type deal. Mm -hmm. Then I think, I know if you they get to a certain. have to report it to the social worker after three days? Yeah. Like if you don't. Really? Come, yeah. You mean three days missing? Uh, I mean, three days of absence? Or just. Uh, tardy, day, absence, or they get all whatever. the absences or 10 absences. Tardy, absent, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you are not present when they do roll call. It counts. Whether it's tardy or you're absent. You get three of those straight, you get the little letter that comes home. Any more right after that, then you get, you know, the meeting. <laughs> you got to go to the school for the meeting. Mm -hmm. So it's the schools, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. I, I really think it's, like you said, it's more of the parents because when I get my guns and stuff, my kids are already going to know, you know, you touch it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Keep away with it. They know what it does. They know what it's for. They even know why I have it. So, minds are going to be different. But that's how I raise them in the house. They know they can't cause it. Pinching somebody is bad. It will cause you to get your phone taken. You know, <laughs> so they know. My kids is not going to, you know. And I'm not yeah. going to say they're 100% angels because I've got three boys and a 22-year-old daughter from hell. All so, All you know, but they have their ways and they get angry too, but they they know better. They're taught different. You know. Are you what a saying? spanker? Do you spank your kids? I'm I'm a puncher. I have books. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, I get fuck it. Fuck them up. <laughs> now you were just talking about CPS. <laughs> well, I mean, and then now, in the same breath, talking about punching your kids. I sure will. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't just abuse them. You know, but 
If they if they're doing something that's not right, you're gonna get them hands. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna catch them hands because here's the thing. I got three boys. I cannot let society raise them. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Society is raising these crazy ones right now that's doing all this batshit crazy straight. stuff and yeah. nobody knows what to do. I tell you what to do. Bring his mama in. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Bring his mama. Bring her to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right? I'll show her a trick or two. And I, I think that's mainly where it starts. You know, yeah. if you can control, not even control, raise them right. Don't let these electronics raise them. Talk to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of kids go the whole day. Get them up for school, rush them out to school. Get them in, sit them to the table to do their homework. As soon as they finish, you give them a laptop. Okay, time to go to bed. Where's the conversation? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. culture is different. Yeah. Right? Yeah, everyone's yeah. like in different you know, households. You know, like a lot of people live in dysfunction. They don't yeah. talk. They don't They yeah. let, let them do their things. They live in isolation. And that's not good. You need yeah. to be around people in a right. communal setting yeah, so you're absolutely. held accountable mm-hmm. for everything you do and say. And if you're not accountable, you think you can do whatever you want yeah. to whoever you want. And that's dangerous. That is very. Yeah, no one's, uh, no one knows how to have a conversation anymore. You know, mm-hmm. social media, uh, you'll talk to a lot of people on social media and you swear they got the greatest personality. And then you meet them in person and they cannot talk. Let yeah. me be honest, you have the absolute um, opposite because whenever I text you, you're the driest motherfucker I ever met. <laughs> <laughs> you're so correct. So Great correct. conversationalist, though. <laughs> I don't like to waste time. Obviously. Apparently, yeah. You know, I like to be the gift wrap box online, and then I like to be the surprise present when you come in person. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect this out of you. This guy's actually pretty good. Yeah. Not in person. He's an asshole, you know, social media, but he's actually a pretty good person when I meet him. Uh, well, here, here's my other question. It, it's, it's coming, uh, I think Florida has just passed... Uh, a law where teachers are now going to be allowed to be armed in schools. Fucking a. Oh. Cool with that? Okay. Absolutely. It can. It it can be. I don't know. I've had a lot of asshole teachers. That's what. You know what I'm saying? About. But I would like to say that they would not swoop down to that standard. Yeah. Well. Now you might start getting <laughs> dope ass jokes like the bell don't dismiss you. Yeah. This blicky does. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's um, a different kind of corporal punishment, right? <laughs> Maybe they'll just get pissed. You talk back, I'm gonna shoot you in your kneecap. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it should come down to every classroom having an, a gun in it. Um, however, you said like whenever that shooting happened in Colorado, um, the the police were there in two minutes. In Texas, we have SROs, so um, anytime something happens, there's an op- an armed officer there. Um, at all times, I think every school should have one of those for sure. Mm-hmm. Two, one or two, you know, because if they could get there in two minutes, surely the guy in on campus could get there in less time than that, right. or even stop it from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where I kind of go with it. Um, only because, like I said earlier, like I've I've had teachers that I don't know if I would trust them with a firearm. You know I what just, I mean? First thing that popped into my head, I don't know if you guys saw it, but remember the teacher and the student was arguing, and then the teacher punched the student and got into this huge fight. Yeah, which one? Well, the most recent one is the... Uh, I, I might have I seen that one. But... Black well, uh, yeah. male teacher? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, was the student kind of like, he kind of kicked him or tried to kick him or something like that? No, he just kept talking shit. <laughs> we don't even have to go that far, though, because... Right. Like, a, a big... Ri- 
rift of like you can look it up anywhere. Uh, special education teachers. There's a lot of dirty motherfuckers in the special education system. Um, I'm. You can YouTube it, Google it. You would see like they they there's some schools that have class cameras, so you can see what's going on in the classroom. And like one kid, one teacher like just kicked a little kid into the classroom and got away with it by saying it was an on accident yeah. thing. I don't know. That's that's why like leave it leave it to an SRO. You know, mm. don't it. You shouldn't have to arm yourself. You know what I mean? In a classroom environment. Yeah, about guns. I don't know if they should have them in school like that. They should just increase surveillance and security. Spend more money in thinking, kids, you can't do anything here. Yeah. If you're going to do something, do it outside of school. See, I'd be cool with that, but they're already taking money away from the teachers. Like, they're already, <laughs> you know, broke as hell yeah. now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. now you're going to put more money into the security, and then resources of them are already low. Like, my, my kids' school doesn't even have books. Like, everything is on the internet. They go mm-hmm. home and do homework on the internet. They don't carry books home. They may give them like sheets of paper or whatever homework. Yeah. And it's like, damn, this is. I don't know what the lottery is doing. I thought the lottery was supposed to help out with all this stuff, but you know, that's. A, I guess that's the only thing I have with it. I mean, if they can, we could afford it, which we can. Yeah. And we can cut somewhere. Uh, we could put, you know. It's security in there. Yeah. Well, in, yeah. you know, not armed security is a great concept, but at the end of the day, if you want somebody to get hurt, you're going to hurt them however you want to. Mm-hmm. I could stab you in the throat with a pencil and yeah. that'd be that. Ooh, you know what I'm think, saying? Was, I'm, I'm just saying that if I'm a student that wants to hurt right. you, that's, that's, true. that's one way to do it. Like, so armed security kind of is the pinnacle of security, yeah. you know? There was security at that school. They just got shot. Were they armed security guards? I, I'm not sure about it. I don't know. I know there was security, but I'm not sure if they were armed, so I have to check up on that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. It's like prison. People still get stabbed. True. With all the security yeah. and everything. Yeah. Actually, the murder rate is higher in prison than <laughs> it is in the outside world yeah. without guns. That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they'll find a way. If somebody really yeah. wants to kill you, they'll find a way, which again, brings, uh, brings back to the culture part. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. the prison culture, I would imagine would be violent since mm-hmm. they have violent offenders and some non-violent offenders. Uh, that would make sense. And it's similar to schools because a lot of kids are like snitch this, this person that. It's like yeah. the same mentality. I don't know where they yeah. get it from, but yeah. it's just like prison culture. Yeah, or TV, culture, rap, uh, movies, yeah. uh, older people. It's, it's culture. It depends on who you ask. Yeah. It, I'll say it comes from a celebrity culture in general, yeah. you know, like, because we put people up on pedestals all the time, okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tupac is a god to a lot of people, yeah. and his message for the most part was really good, but yeah. NWA, let's take them, like, they were really big, and they were all about slapping bitches, and you know what I'm saying? Those <laughs> niggas had attitudes. <laughs> 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 That was a good one. I don't know what stands for, but they did have attitude. It just kind of, and over time, it just instills this, you know, right. fuck the police, fuck you if you're a snitch, fuck you if you're this, fuck you if you're that. I don't like that. Like, I try to avoid, you know, stuff like that, only because it's going to, it does affect my, t- if you put that around yourself 24-7, it affects your temperament. It really will. But so do movies, though. The movies got that same type of, uh, you know, movies also that. endorse premarital sex and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what's silly is that when people like suburban kids have nothing to do with what's going on in South Central LA or, or whatever yeah. like that, and you're trying to mimic what they're doing, you don't know what these people are going through. You don't know what their their neighborhoods yeah. are like or their culture's like, who their 
friends are, who their families are, it's different. And you're trying to imitate something that has nothing to do with you? That's that's ridiculous. I, I can't really understand what is... I guess most of the ones that I've here heard about, the school shootings, most of the time it seems to come from kids that were bullied. Uh, I don't I don't think it was because of some culture they grew up in or, or a movie they watched or whatever. It's because they were bullied and they hadn't had enough. Maybe they had PTSD from being bullied so bad. Um, or they just feel like they had no other outlet besides to commit uh, a bloody act of violence. Mm. Were you ever bullied in high school? Did you ever have a bully experience? Nah. No? Did you ever have a bully if, experience? If I did, mm-hmm. it wasn't long. Yep. Did you ever have a bully experience? Absolutely. Everybody in America, it doesn't even have to be a high school. Like, for instance, my job. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't want to go in there and shoot up my whole shop because yeah. somebody called me a dumbass yesterday. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes kind of back to parenting because my parents always said, don't, either one, don't start something you can't finish. Oh, and if something yes, gets started, if somebody starts something, you better finish it. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean Blast go shoot him. somebody. Right. That just means fucking deal with it and don't be a yeah, girl. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I teach my kids. Somebody hits me you in the face. You don't start a fight, but you're not going to stand there and let somebody whip your ass. Absolutely. Right. You know? And if they do whoop your ass, you're going to whoop their ass for letting them do that, right? That's what my mother did. I lost a fight. She fucked me up. I had to go back and fight again. No, fuck that. This shit won't happen twice. Funny, but they said, don't, don't hit mama, though. I mean, you hit, you can't hit everybody else, but don't hit me. Well, my mama was, you know, a smooth criminal at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but you learned something. You know, I, I did. Don't your, your, your skin gets thicker, you know? It, 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 it teaches you a lot. It teaches you how to be a fucking grown person. Yeah. You can't always run from shit. And I mm-hmm. think that's... I hate anti-bullying campaigns. I do. I hate anti-bullying campaigns. Because you're going to experience some form of bullying. Yeah. Throughout your life. What I mean, you know what well, yes, bullying. When I'm thinking about bullying, I'm thinking about somebody getting their head dumped in the toilet. Oh, yeah, that's just Black eyes every day. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I, I do think bullying is actually needed. Bullying makes you stronger. I, I do. Dead ass. I'm, I, I agree with him. <laughs> the bullying bullying makes you, prepares you uh, for the ills of life when you get older. Whatever. Yeah. It is so spoiled now. <laughs> He's like, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's so spoiled yeah. now <laughs> that when something controversial happens to them, like at work, or actually, I'll go even further, the PC culture that we have now, every time somebody says something little that doesn't match up with their ideals, they're ready to boycott some, somebody yeah. or ready to get rid of them. They got to get fired or something like that. Like, no one talks, again, it goes to your point, no one talks to anybody. Nobody tries to teach anybody anything. Everybody's in that tablet. They learn on their own. They learn the wrong information, and this is what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, let me kind of go back, because I'm not just saying, like, fucking have at it. You know what I'm saying? But... <laughs> Also, it's accountability thing. If you can, if you have to wait till somebody's shooting up a school to say, "Let's investigate the bullying," yeah. you've waited way too fucking long. Right. right. I'm after you hit eighteen. If you get in a fight with somebody and you throw the first punch, if they wanted to, you could be charged with assault. Right. You do that shit in high school. You can. You might go to ISS or in-school suspension right. for three days. Who gives a shit? Your ass needs to be charged, too. Yeah. I think it should be straight across the board, man. Like, if you hit somebody for no reason, mm-hmm. assault, you know? Something like that. Only thing, only bad thing about that is they're going to have to start making, like, 
daycare prisons. Because <laughs> you got the little fucking three-year-olds that like to start shit. Juvenile yeah. detention centers cover... No, I meant for like the real three-year-olds. Like wow. the ones, the murderers coming up. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> you need to catch them early. <laughs> no, I just, wow. just put, get a crib, turn it upside down, and that's like a jail. It's got bars on it and everything. Well, the thing is, if you're bullied, you know, like you can say something, but then you're a, a snitch or a tattletale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, that's so just the jacket of that. Yeah. yeah. But and if it, you deal with it, right. then you, you can conquer adversity. So your, your objective in life is when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. If there's a problem, you try to solve it. Yeah. You don't just go run and then you get the label as the victim. Yeah. Because then you could be a victim your whole life and then people treat you, shun you, and say, hey, yeah. hey, that guy is going to tell on us. He's not cool at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you could have... You know, if you just would have dealt with it, you could have maybe became a better person, made those friends, changed their minds. And I think it's them. I think it's too easy to just tell people to stop being shitty people. You know, yeah. that sucks. Stop being a shitty person. That, that's yeah. too easy to say. You say just like, work. and the, the other thing, it's too easy to say it. It doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean he's gonna listen, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm the same way. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but I, to dig deeper into that too, like. What he kind of what he's saying is when he said label yourself the victim, people label themselves the victim with everything. <coughs> We're seeing a lot of uh, um, shit. We're basically seeing a lot of people coming out saying oh, he has autism or he's ADD or he's ADHD, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times like a, a lot of symptoms or one of the symptoms of autism is they don't make eye contact. Yeah. Eye contact's not even being taught. You know what I'm saying? Because right. of the tablets and shit like that. Yeah. Like, all they're looking at is this. They don't have to look at anybody yeah. in the face. Everybody, everybody has a, a it, The whole culture just kind of has to change. Like, we have to give back a lot of rights to the parents. You whoop your ass, your kid's ass somewhere in public, yeah. you're catching a CPS case. Nah, you Nine know times out of ten. Nope. I, I tell people, and it's my yo motherfucking goodness <laughs> for you catch these hands. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Barbecue Betty? I don't give a fuck about barbecue. I wish barbecue baby would have walked up on me because I'd beat that bitch ass before they got there. That's the way that's going to go. CPS. Cindy would have called. They're going to have to call somebody. CPS, NAACP, CNN, ABC, FBI. Somebody. LGBTQ. And, and oh. Say all the alphabets because you miss one better. You're going to get hate mail. Talk about you don't love them and shit. We're derailing. It seems with the anti-bullying stuff, though, they're teaching people to be passive and pacifist. And then there's another side where it's an aggressive culture. So you have, well, if you can just put them on sides, left, right, whatever, you know. So if you're trying to make people to be weak pacifists, and they're going to be bullied their whole life, feeling low, feeling, you know, weak. Well, the, yeah, the idea is to be gone with this toxic masculinity, which in the long word is just saying stop being men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody needs to walk around with Tampax at all times. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I do not like that shit at all, man. I don't like it. Um... Kind of to get back to a little bit of the root issue. So, with gun control now, I told you about this earlier. Uh, in some states, they are um, they're doing this thing where if you smoke weed, you can't have you can't have your rights to a gun. I think I, that's fucked up. Let me get my guns first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better get ready to get rid of how do yours. You, how do y'all? Well, first off, how do y'all feel about the? Uh, the marijuana ban in the first place. Like, what do y'all think of that? I, it's stupid. They got them. If, if you're going to have alcohol, 
being legalized, and that kills way more people. It's destructive to your body way more than and marijuana. Marijuana helps more than it hinders. Sure does. It's, it's hypocritical, and I am just surprised it's taken so long to now the states to come around to want to legalize it. Because um, I was like, as soon as they can make money off of that, they're going to legalize it. I don't know what's yeah. taking us. It should be legalized tomorrow. They're missing out on billions of dollars for years. Yeah. Right. Years in tax revenue. I'm, I'm worried about that too, though, because they're going to do something to make that bad too. Once they do, once they get control of it, mm-hmm. something's not going to be right with it. I don't. I'm worried mm-hmm. about that. Like, what do you mean by that? I, I just feel like they're just going to put other chemicals in there to make right. it bad, yeah. almost like cigarettes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I no, only because it's privately owned businesses selling their own product. Yeah. And they um, can grow it themselves. Or... Like R.J. Reynolds is its own private company. I was going to say, how do you know him? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> R.J. Reynolds does its own chemical additives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, because originally the government said, come out and said, hey, nicotine is causing this, this, and this. Yeah. So R.J. Reynolds hired a guy and said, we need you to find another chemical that is just as addictive as nicotine. And in doing that, they found out that it wasn't even the nicotine in the tobacco. Mm-hmm that was the main cause of all this shit. It was everything that naturally grows in that tobacco leaf. I, I don't know. Um, mar- marijuana isn't the same way, man. I mean, oh, it's got two fucking chemicals in it that are naturally THC. incurring. THC and CBD. Well, I see they're already, uh, from what I'm hearing for uh, marijuana stores that are out in California, they're, they've increased the THC uh, tenfold. What they call, it used to be like... Uh, I think what naturally there's like thirty to forty percent THC that goes naturally into marijuana, mm-hmm. and I've heard something has gotten up to like eighty. That's uh, too people, much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can be glued to your couch for three it, days at a time, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like that's way too much, and that's why I fear it's going to start there, and then to make it more potent, they're going to put other stuff in. You kind of have to. On some points, you kind of let you have to let the government be the big brother. Yeah. In some instances, um, we're seeing in around Fort Bragg, um, there's a lot of soldiers that get busted with synthetic CBD. because yeah. it's fucking them up. Yeah, it'll lead. It'll if they keep doing that, it'll lead to another ban for sure. Mm-hmm. But just be smart with your marketing. You know, research your product that you're gonna smoke. Know what's in it. Yeah. You know. There, I mean, once marijuana gets off, they're just gonna find something else. I mean, they've already found other drugs. To take on, uh, to take the place of marijuana. I mean, for, I, sure. for crying out loud, there's people getting high off of uh, bed bugs. What? Bed bugs? Yeah. They're, Tell me about that. There, uh, there was a news story, I'm not sure where it was, somewhere in the United States, where people were harvesting bed bugs in their house, and there's some sort of neurotoxin in the bed bug that when you light it on fire, it gets mm. them high. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but if you want to go to somebody that sells marijuana's house, you know, it's, sometimes it's a chill place, nice place to go to, sit down, wait to get what you're going to get from them and leave. But you go sit down, someone has bed bugs in their house. I mean, yeah, the sensation that you have bed bugs all over your skin may be great. And you like, you get, you steal some bed bugs and now you don't have to pay as much, but you're going to be itching and scratching all the time and then you're going to put it in your house. And you're not going to want to invite a girl over to your house and chill and smoke I guess smoke it keeps on giving, man. Yeah. It, it, it's going to keep on giving, all right. Get everywhere. Yeah. Embalming fluid. I mean, people get high off of that. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that people can find to get high off of. They'll find a way. Just like 
uh, with violence, you know, if they were to take guns away, they'll find something to use. Yeah. You know, one interesting thing, that as another thing that um, I want to bring up with, about gun violence is, uh, you know, you hear a lot of people, um, you know, co- complain that we should do something about it because it feels like there's a rash of, of gun violence. But it's actually more peaceful than it's about almost ever been. Yeah. Um, 1960s, I think it was about 4.2 uh, acts of gun violence per 100,000 people, <clears throat> which is pretty low. I think 1950s it was like 3 point something. After the 1960s, it started to spike up uh, 6 point something. Uh, up until the 90s, I think it got up to about somewhere between 10 and 12 points uh, three per 100,000 people. And then it slowly died down over time. Um, and there's been many theories of why that happened. Maybe there's been uh, increasing in, uh, police forces, maybe stricter gun violence, um, uh, stricter uh, gun laws or whatever that have brought the number down. It's down now to like 4.4, I think, per 100,000 um, people. So it's like, it's like it was in the 1960s. You hear a yeah. bunch of old people talk about like, man, uh, I remember back in the day, like it was peaceful when people weren't shooting people like that. It's like that today, actually. Yeah. It just seems like that because it's, we got 24 Dude, social hours media, news. Yeah, yeah and social, social media is at an all-time high, man. Yeah. Um, it, and I, you can say that about a lot of things. Um, yeah. You would think that the LGBTQ community is fucking Persecuted everywhere. Every day. Oh, yeah. and, and huge, like way bigger than it actually is. Yeah. And something like 98% of the population yeah. isn't, doesn't classify or classify with any of those. Yeah. So... I, I mean, yeah, you have a good point. You have a solid point there. I hate, I hate that we're all almost in agreement about yeah. fucking everything today. <laughs> I'm trying to disagree with you. Um, no, and I'm sure we'll find something along the way. Um, but I will say, I could see a reason for 70s, 80s, and 90s having a higher violence rate because race relations were at like almost an all-time low because uh, desegregation was starting to happen. A lot of the civil rights movement was actually starting to go the right way. And, you know... People don't like giving up their old morals, and I think that was that had definitely had something to do with I, it. I definitely sure. think morals definitely changed in between that. Time. There's so many things you could go into of why it changed. I don't think it's any one reason yeah. why things change. I mean, I could say maybe more single parent households happened between the 1960s, and you didn't have the father or the mother to reason with you together. You had them separate, and you had to talk to them separate, or you maybe didn't talk to them at all. That's maybe one reason why stuff, you know, spiked up during that time. There's a lot of reasons. Um, more uh, communities start becoming metropolitan cities. Mm-hmm. People were closer together um, instead of more spaced apart than it used to be. Um, there's so many reasons you can come up with. Um, but, I mean, let, let's just get specific then. You know, if we're, if we're not talking about the, the, the violence as far as... Uh, all the world in the well, United States country violence, whatever. Specifically for schools, what do you think should be done with that? If, if you can come up with more than one answer, and yeah, I would prefer you to come up with more than one answer. What do you think specifically so, should be done? You want to start with him? Or yeah, me? yeah, you go ahead. Then. Um, specifically, actually, I'm not really sure, but I would say you Just can't theories. You can't take something away without offering something in return because whenever you try to solve a problem, three more problems will happen Mm -hmm. or ten more. You know, you never know. You you fill up a leak, 
you'll find two more leaks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it'll be like an endless battle of trying to repair or fix or remedy a situation mm -hmm. that you just you just never know. So every solution you try to come with, you have to understand there's going to be a consequence. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just. So, is that really? Is that your talking point? Okay, so on mine, um, I, for one, uh, like I was saying earlier, make the parents responsible. If that's where they got the weapon from, whoever they got the weapon from and supplied from has to be held responsible. And How would you do that? Um, accessory to murder charges. Okay. Um, minus, you know, a gunshot maybe. Mm -hmm. um, make them more responsible. Make them more responsible for who they sell to. But how are you, like how are you supposed to do that? Like for instance, if you wanted to get an automatic weapon, yeah. first off, you have to have a th class three license, and the dealer has to have a class three license to legally sell them. To do that, you have to have a five hundred dollar annual fee. So every year, you have to give the government or the ATF five hundred dollars a year, and you have to resubmit your class three license paperwork. Okay, that's right. That is, I mean, how much? The only other thing you could pretty much do about it Rich is. People will be able to have guns. Okay, but the upper class isn't the one causing the violence most of the time. Well, I mean, I'm saying specifically for school shooting. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. And most of the time, that kind of violence isn't caused with a fully automatic weapon. Yeah, you're right. It's mostly semi-automatic yeah. weapons. Or handgun. So, this one, I think, was a handgun. I think. I couldn't and the legal buying itch for that's 21 nationwide. Yeah. So, one, you have to start holding the parents or whoever they get the weapon from more accountable. Uh, big penalties, accessory to murder. That's yeah, you know that's I think, yeah. I, like yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think armed security um, has to vamp up a little bit because, like I said, response times will be so much faster yeah. and can you know potentially stop that from happening. Um, I don't like the whole metal detector in front of every school. I think that's like, that one had one. Did it really? Colorado, yeah. Huh. Uh, they what they did is they didn't go in the main entrance. Gotcha. So I, they went around the metal detector. So. Hmm. Um, they knew where to go. And see, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. With non-armed security, it's easy to... I could slip anything I wanted to. Yeah. You know, right. they make 3D printed guns now that aren't yeah. even made of metal. I've seen that. Um, that's great. You know, it's, that stuff's too easy. Armed security has... I mean, at the end of the day, that's just... It's what you got to do. Yeah. You know? And background checks for the parents. And I think it should be background checks for the entire household whenever you buy a weapon. And a psychology check for every single person in the household if you buy a weapon. Because the parents may not have an issue at all. But the kids, you know, like, autism rates are spiking, which I think is, a, it's becoming a little bit of a wastebasket um, diagnosis. But there are some that, you know, they are that way. And schizophrenia, you know, schizophrenia is hard to catch, mainly because you're not really testing kids when you test for schizophrenia. But... It happens, you know, uh, multi-personality disorders, stuff like that. Um, Household-wide uh, psychology testing, I think, should be done. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really all there is that I can offer about it. Those are immediate things. I, I like everything you said about that. Those are immediate things uh, that we can do to uh, curb those type of uh, acts of violence. Long-term. There has to be a better um, parenting. This has to be better. Yeah, parenting. Yeah, we have to. We have to roll back on a lot of things that have have changed over the years. Like what I was telling, talking about earlier, 
Um, you can get in trouble for spanking your kids. Yeah. I think that that is just. What am I? What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Put them in a corner. Yeah. And, you know and make does? them more that, dysfunctional. That gives your kid more um, confidence that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. You know they can get away. There's with really no anything. consequences to yeah. that. Yeah. If that was my consequence for the rest of my life, oh, you did something bad, go stand in the corner for five minutes. What's with five your, minutes with to your me? Tablet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's. Again, back to the culture thing as far as that people have too much access to things mm-hmm. uh, that they shouldn't be watching at two. Like, three-year-olds know how to work a computer like no one's business. Yeah. Uh, and they, they spend their whole time and they're too smart. You know, they're, they're too, they get all this uh, funnel of information and they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so restrictions on what they watch. I don't know how you do that. You know how they have. You can't go to see a rated R movie unless you're a certain age or you have an ID and stuff like that. What do you do in the home? Um, and again, it comes to the parents, but we got some crappy parents out there. Yeah. So I don't know what you. Would <laughs> I do joke that. about this sometimes, but I I seriously think you need an IQ test to have kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, I dude, there's really not a whole lot you can do unless you start putting more government in every household like you know make it a big even bigger government problem you know well it sounds to me that like what people want now is to oppress people so eventually they'll just rise up later you know you try to silence people take away things control things eventually a revolution will happen i think that's what's happening now to be honest with you right but if you look at like you know how the Back in the day, things were portrayed, like in the 50s, things were all good, and then, yeah. then all these, like, civil rights movements, like, no more of this, and, mm-hmm. so, you know, and then there was an upright, and then it changes, so I'm saying history yeah. is repeating, you know, things are Just hitting the tip of the iceberg, yeah. now things are different with technology and mm-hmm. all these social issues, but then again, you know, you're going to muzzle these people, yeah. constrict them, and then things are going to loosen up again. Yeah. I, time yeah. Time it comes down a little bit to what he was saying too like if we disagree on something a certain topic we automatically have to be enemies yeah that's fucking stupid right i can disagree with you on a political stance it doesn't mean i like you any less yeah you know what i mean or being saying a joke in front of somebody that is the worst way to get you fucked up in today's culture yeah you say a joke you won't even mean it seriously you are fried for the rest of your life and that is the only thing they know you by dude stop being women about... Or, no, I won't say stop being women, but stop acting See, you know, you like... Get, you got to get them to come at you. Nah. Sexist. I don't care. <laughs> well, well, I was saying earlier... Stop being weak. That's what I mean. You, okay? The people who were... Well, they still are. The people who are nerds or whatever. Ain't nothing to get against nerds. They used to be bullied back in the day. They didn't have a voice. Hell, they probably... Well, you probably say they didn't even get the women. Now the roles are reversed. The nerds who say they're progressive or whatever... I don't want to pick on the nerds, but yeah, I am. The progressives. Yeah. Yeah. They're the bullies now. They're the bullies to the people who used to be the bullies. Yeah. You know, they will shut you down. Social media usually, because they won't, you know, do it to your face. They will shut you down. If you're a comedian or just someone who works at a 7-Eleven who expressed their opinion on Facebook and said something you didn't like, they'll have a gang of people come up on social media and they'll have uh, people sign petitions and they'll just get rid of you. You know, and if you, even with this issue, if you say um, you're in favor of more guns or keeping your guns uh, and you're in a certain, 
you could be a, a political background or just a celebrity or something like that, people will find ways to shut you down. You won't have a um, an outlet to get your opinion and have an open mind to change your mind. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to hear other people's point of view, and they may just have a good idea. Right. To make the world better. And I think um, an, an idea that gets passed around the conservative community before they are proclaiming or people start saying the radicals are, look, do what you want, man. As long as it has no externalities to another human life, do what you want. You know, say what you want. Just don't fuck with other people. Yeah. You know, and l- the left side doesn't want that at all. Because apparently words hurt, and that's what causes suicides and homicides and shit like that. How does me saying something that you don't like, like, uh, people that can get mad and get over it usually aren't the assholes. Yeah. But if you're mad about something I said three weeks ago, like, aren't you kind of the asshole for staying that mad about it for that yeah. long? Like, just get over it, it, man. It's just words. And as long as they don't do anything physical or whatever to hurt you or impede something in your life, getting another job or something like that with those words, then, you know, move on from that. Yeah. I think what people should do is just kind of shift away from liberal TV. You know, if you don't like that culture, don't consume it. You know, that, yeah. that, that speaks to a certain type of oppressed person who feels weak who needs someone to speak out for them and be their voice and make them feel empowered when they live in a world of, of male chauvinism and whatever it is. You know what I mean? So Don't give it the power. Yeah, don't give it the power. You know, if you consume something, it becomes your life. You get angry with it. You think about it. You point it out. You want to argue with people about it. Yeah, words then, only have power to the people who listen to them. Yeah, change the conversation. Change the narrative. Do yeah, and and there are a lot of there's well there's not a lot there's a few people that are starting to get it like Jordan Peele, um, he he makes he he directs a lot of primarily horror and suspense movies. Yeah, and he casts them with all black cats, which is great because in a lot of typical Genius. horror movies, you're never going to see a black lead character, yeah. you know? And Jordan Peele saw that and was like, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like everybody kind of just whines about it. Like Endgame just came out and they were like, it didn't do enough for the LGBTQ community. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God, get the fuck over it. Like, at the end. I don't give you know how many... Spoiler. How many members of the LGBTQ community live in LA where movies are made? Yeah. Get your money together, yeah. hire a director, and make a movie how you want it made. That's the great thing about. Um, uh, well, the thing about that, it's like the movie scene or the the celebrity scene. It's mm-hmm. so competitive. If one someone's doing well, they want to bring them down so they can get notoriety. They're trying to piggyback other people's success by creating drama, so it attaches their name to what they're doing, mm-hmm. and it brings interest. All it is is just likes. Right, but if their yeah. cause is that important to them, why would it matter? I wouldn't say it's the cause. It's just, hey, let's steal that person's thunder and put more attention onto us. If we say there's a problem with this guy, people are going to think about what we're doing. So it's going to create the conversation. I mean, there's a lot of smart business tactics like that. I'm pretty sure they have their points if they want to bring something out. But the truth is, it's about money in those industries. Yeah. Big money. Big business, and there's a lot of narcissism and oh, ego, definitely. and and if, if if Jordan Peele is talking about issues that maybe African Americans deal with and puts it in his films, to me it's not about how many black people are in that movie. It's about what are the ideas he's trying to get people to understand or think about or question 
the movies they've seen or questioned in their life. Yeah. That's what I got from his, his While movies. being entertaining. Yeah, time. while being entertaining. Like, I don't care how many, like, different races are in a movie. If it yeah. has some good points, it has a good narrative, and makes yeah. me challenge the way I think, I'm like, wow, he did a good job. I don't care about the money. I don't care about what the celebrity's doing. Yeah. Just yeah. give me something that I can think about, and I'm good. I haven't gotten to see us, but I really wanted to. I really it. wanted to. It was alright. It was just alright? Yeah. Damn. Get Out was way better. Get Out, yeah. Get Out was <laughs> a banger. Way that was better. a banger of a movie. Us is like too provocative. Uh, it, it makes you think too much without the entertainment. There's not enough entertainment versus thought process hmm. in the movie. And it just wasn't scary to me. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not scared of anything or like, as far as movies, but yeah, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, get Out made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good it was. Get Out made me like, It made me feel shit. bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What, what did I do? I mean, I wanted to, I, I, but, but I live in a world so I can see where they're coming from, you know? I gave $20 to a black homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. What's I'm just this kidding. for? <laughs> Don't worry about it. You just sir, accept it and move on. You earned it. <laughs> All right. This is cool. This is cool. All right. So, what I understand from your point, you do a little bit more. As far as parents, uh, making them have more responsibility, accountability uh, for their guns, uh, for the kids getting their guns, more punishment for them. Um, you know, I think, like I say, it's a cultural thing. I'm not even sure what to do with that. That's a long-term thing. Like I agree yeah. with everything you're saying. That's a short-term uh, issue. Um, and I'm trying to think of something long-term because, like I said, I think it's a cultural thing. You know, because since the 1960s, it did spike up in the 90s, and it dropped back down. It's not as a huge rash of shootings, like it seems like, because the news bombards you with this 24-7, so it makes it feel like the world is ending. Uh, school shootings are up, I will say that. All-around violence is down. Yeah. And then we just work on, I don't want to say just work on just that, but this focus on school shooting, that's one thing we should focus on to try to stop that. Um, mental health with the yeah. kids too. That's, yeah. that's something um, I think is not uh, thought about that much too to work on. Uh, but it's not thought about in this scenario because mental health is more accessible today than it has been ever. Yeah. Um, there's nothing stopping a, a parent taking their kid to go get counseling. Yeah. Um, there's I mean, there's one in every. There's at least one place to go to counseling in every city. Yeah. So to say that is kind of like beating a dead horse because so it's too accessible. That. Okay, you're in the military. Yeah. So, um, so what's the policies on if you say if you need a medication, are you out of mm -hmm. the military? Can you still no. be in the military? What if you're bipolar? What if you're suicidal? Um, so a lot of so we actually have a behavioral health place on every post. So if I if I just go to my team leader and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I need to go see somebody. They will let you go to behavioral health and get the issue taken care of. Now, if it's such a big thing like, um, say somebody comes back from PTS or from uh, from Afghanistan or Iraq and they their mental state is fucked up because of right. some things they've seen, they can claim, well, I'm not going to say they can claim, they, they might definitely have PTSD okay. and say, this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. This is what's going on. And they go to behavioral health and they say, okay, he can't be fit to serve 
discharge? It's honorable. Okay. It's honorable, and it, it can't even be medical. And if you go medical, you're you've got disability lined up, which is a great benefit. But. Well, from what I understand, see, uh, my girlfriend, her ex-husband, um, has a lot of issues, mm-hmm. and they know that if you if you need medication or something, you might be out of the military. So you can kiss, you know, ten years, twelve years that you're doing already, and yeah. if you want to keep furthering that, you'd be out. So then you have to be like everybody else, get a job. So some people aren't willing to speak up because they don't want to lose what they have, which also enables the problem at the same time. Well, and that's because we we were fed on a culture for so long that said suck it up, right. you know. Yeah, um, and we're yeah, we're and we're just. We're just now getting to a point where we can say, "Hey, talk to somebody," because there are people to talk that's to. That's good. And that, um, and that's not just in the military culture; that's nationwide, especially yeah. in the U.S., especially in West, Western culture. Um, for us to be able to finally put our pride aside and say, "Hey, look, I need to talk to somebody," and in the military, like, there's a lot of different things. I could go on mil- uh, medication because I got my arm fucked up in a jump. That's not going to kick me out of the military. Just the same with your, you know, mental health issues. Um, we can be prescribed to antidepressants and you know stuff like that all the time. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I didn't know that. That's a good tolerant policy. For... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff changing, and you won't see it if uh, if you're watching certain media outlets. They like to say certain people in office are doing all these things to ban all these people from the military. This isn't new, and actually, it's getting a little bit less strict to get into the military than what it used to be. And what I'm going to say. To over to go over every talking point we've said is just do your research, you know. Um, anybody who listens before you get some preconceived notion that I'm this or that, do your research on it, man. Yeah. I'm I'm not talking out of my ass here, you know. Don't so. just listen to what uh, the conservative or liberal media. Big says. big media networks. Don't just listen to them. They're, sure. they're there to sensationalize everything. They they are to get uh, ratings. They don't want to give you peaceful news because no. that doesn't draw people in. Yep. So they're gonna they're gonna give you whatever sounds bad and whatever brings your puts your butts in the seats and makes you turn to CNN or MSNBC or Fox. They're trying to get you to come to their channel. Big money, right? Yeah. There. Yep. I mean, I get it. That's I mean, we say it's news, but it's Hollywood at the same time. I think like watching local news is schizophrenic. One minute they tell you something happy, next minute they tell you something sad. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. on a roller coaster constantly. No yeah. wonder we're like going crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. like, <laughs> we have to feel this way and humans are highly empathetic. Bad yeah. And, we, all the time. and when we see something, we think that's us. We feel that way. We mm-hmm. like that. We want this. Advertising works. You know, everything that we glue ourselves to affects us in some way or form. So when you're watching the news, like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they need to separate it. Like, this is the depressing section, this is the happy <laughs> section. You can tune in at your own will, but it's like playing the lottery. You don't know yeah. what you're going to get. You're just going to feel awful. You know that, mm-hmm. probably statistically. You're going to feel awful at some point during that 30-minute news segment. Yeah. Yeah. They, they tell you just turn to the Nickelodeon. You want some good news. Yeah. And even that, I guess, probably going to turn violent, too. Or yeah. some Jersey Shore. And oh, okay. yeah, that's the, that's the person. That, that whole cast is the person. For them to still do, still doing that show and all that surgery they've gotten to their bodies, that's the person too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lips looking like night crawlers. You know, uh, with, what is her name? The Snooky Girl. <laughs> Jay Wow. Um, I can't believe I know their names. <laughs> Holly, damn, I know the name. I'm not supposed to know the name. <laughs> the situation. Situation, yeah. <laughs> and now, which one of them is getting on their own show? 
They don't I have reality no shows. idea what you're talking about. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, Flavor of Love, but it was one of those guys from that show. I was like, dang, man. No, yeah, that was supposed to been dead and gone. They were supposed to been move on to someone else. But yeah. Yeah, See, now and, I'm getting depressed now. I can't watch MTV. So, to cover a cultural aspect, to kind of get back to that, um, so I was listening to Dr. Phil talk about um, mental health. Um, something that gets shunned a lot today, more than ever, is a belief in a higher power. Dude, you say you have a belief in a higher power, you're automatically, most of the time, thrown in with like schizophrenics and shit, and that's not fair. A belief in a higher power can give you certain morals that aren't being fed to people like they used to be. Yeah. You know, in the 1950s, when violence was at an all-time low, people going to church were at an all-time high. Yeah. And that's shifting a lot, and we're seeing a, a definite I trend. You, I can see you. Um, you've seen a definite trend um, in no, that no aspect. No prayer in school. No prayer. I, I don't. I'm not going to go say you need to dedicate 30 minutes a day to praying in schools. That's. No, I, I don't believe I'm, in that. So I'm just much. saying that it's almost a message that we don't want you religious types here. Yeah, and in the community where we're supposed to be tolerant, that is the most intolerant thing you could say. Yeah. Because I believe in a higher power. Yeah. You can't. I can't be around this. Yeah. I, that's that's too far. You know. I think that's fucked up. So like again, that's what I was saying. The people who used to be, and I'm, I'm sure there's people who felt like they were persecuted by Christians and like, oh, you're bringing your your Jesus to school, yeah. and like, and I don't want to do it. And then they started complaining, and then they're like, okay, we'll just fix that. We'll take school, we'll take church out of school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now they're the persecuted. <laughs> the Christians are the persecuted, or Islam, Absolutely. whatever religion yeah. you know, you want to use at school. They're the ones persecuted, and yeah. they the atheists rule. <laughs> schools now or whatever industry they want to go at yeah I, i'm not i'm not going to say it's ruled by one or the other but i will say um when i was in school like i'm a i'm a believer you know and I, I believe in christ and all that stuff and I, if i were to express my beliefs to somebody they would automatically think i was shoving it down their throats that's yeah. not fair yeah. you know i might tell you what i believe in but i'm not going to tell you you must believe this way yeah. you know what i'm saying well, teachers would do that yeah, well, that's the teacher's job, and I think yeah. that's fucked up. But you know, it's not—it's not my place to judge. You know, and I—I can—I consider myself one of the most tolerant people I know because I don't care what you practice. Yeah. I don't care what you believe in. I don't, you know, if you're trying to kill me, yeah. well, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, I have to defend myself there. Yeah, if you're like, what, what is that religion that? Um, where I think it's a form of Christianity where people have snakes, and if you like, yeah, snake the snake. What's it called? Snake handlers. Okay. Um, and if you if you survive the snake bite, like then you're you're blessed or something like that. That's or you, hilarious. Um, certain yeah, it, so if you go, that? yeah. So the idea is that if the snake bites you and you survive, that means you're a true believer in Christ because there's a yeah. scripture that says you can stomp on serpents and drink poison and it won't harm you if no, you believe you. in Christ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pass on that I'll, one. I'll, I'll take the other route. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah. irrational. Yeah. <laughs> Seems a bit extreme, to say the least. Um, yeah. Like if you don't get hit by this car, then. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> something saves you. It almost sounds like if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's right. Not <laughs> <laughs> well said. Classic dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. I'm surprised it's not on Netflix. That's a shame. I am too. That's why I own the DVD. They put Dumb and Dumber on recently. I did see that. Yeah, I was happy to see the first one. The very first one. Yeah. You didn't like the second one? 
It was okay. Which I, one did you not like, Dumb and Dumber or, or Dumb and Dumber Two? Oh no, not, not Dumb and Dumber Two. The, the the one that came out like three years ago. Oh, or? Dumb and Dumber. No, that was Dumb and Dumber too. I mean, it was good, but it was Dumb and Dumber Er didn't have Jim Carrey oh. or the other guy. That was like a prequel. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got to mix up. Yeah, got yeah. It. The okay. first one is just what it is, you know. Yeah. And then when they That's tried to make a sequel twenty years later, it's like, what, what's going on? Man, they, well, Jim Carrey was starting ideas. to slide into the back nine, and yeah. they have to have that one that they think they can oh, save. Did you see that stuff he did on Showtime? That that new thing he did? Uh huh. Yeah, it's the crazy. horror. No, the I horror series. What it's called. Um, but it, it it's. Yeah, it's it's like a black comedy. It's really good. No, I haven't seen. It. I didn't know he had a show on sometime. I don't. All I've seen him doing is like painting random things lately yeah. and saying some weird ass shit on yeah. some talk shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like psychedelic. He's like he's nineteen sixties hippie now. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just tired of the BS. Yeah, he's got a big <laughs> beard and stuff now. Like it's it's not the same Jim Carrey that was doing the mask no. and and living color. He's rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Alright, well, we're going to end the show on that one, guys. Uh, I'd like to thank y'all for joining us on a, yeah, another thanks. episode of Hostile Therapy. Mr. Hendricks. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Man, I appreciate you for coming by, man. We should do this again. All, drinking up all my cranberry juice. <laughs> Might have mixed it up with something with uh, more liquor in it next time. Maybe so, yeah. And Dean, uh, for his initial show, Right. Drinking coffee, trying to stay awake at 6 p.m. Exactly. You're welcome, guys. It's been fun. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, do you have anything you want to promote, man? Uh, you want to... uh, I'm starting to venture into stand up every other Thursday at the Drunk yes! Horse Pub. Nice. Uh, come out to that. Have a good time. Drunk Horse Pub. Uh, every couple weeks, every couple weeks on a Thursday. And if you're looking to have some satisfaction at the strip club during the day, so, you know, get your rocks off before oh, you. Yeah. Man, you know, I didn't even know there was a strip club until like a month ago. You, the light up <laughs> stage wasn't a big hint? No, I just thought it was a fancy stage. <laughs> I didn't see it. There was no pole there. There's a mount. If you look straight up whenever you're performing, uh, yeah. that's a stripper pole mount. I didn't even look, man. <laughs> I was, I'm just focused on the stage. Yeah. And somebody told me, like, yeah, like these strippers, man, they all dirty when they come out here like they should put a black light on the seats and stuff I'm like Ugh. this is strip hell club. no so you got female co-workers huh oh no 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 let's not mess with that um I'm like wait a minute so they strip in the daytime this is like yeah it's like drinking at 8 o'clock in the morning. This is uh, strange. Is there something wrong with that? So are they wise or something? <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they forgot the soap opera. They're stripping during the day. Yeah, Dr. Phil wasn't cutting it no more. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got to they sleep, man. You know, cause, you know they got to have their best moves at night. <laughs> Husband's not making enough? One of those things. More than likely, all they may be the head of the household. It is off of Bragg, so we can't really question it. It's smart. <sighs> I would think if it was on Bragg, I would question it, but... Uh, we're doing good. Uh, Fayetteville's building herself up. Oh, yeah. We're doing, yeah. doing comedy at a strip club. Yep. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Not to knock it. Still come out. Have a good time. Yeah, still come out because they, they do serve alcohol as well. And they have pool tables. And hmm. uh, we have some weird characters that come out there. Weird in a good way, though. Yeah, sure. You know, I have a personality when I get out there. You know, not uh, don't check me out on social media. I'm dry as hell. <laughs> or, or texting. Or yep. <laughs> All right. All right. We're in the show on that one. Appreciate y'all for joining us for another episode. Peace out.